0: Where's Ralph? Hey, he's over there, hogging the hell of a good dip for his big game ritual. Oh boy. Hey Ralph, can we get some of that too? Yeah, yeah, soon. Almost done. First the carrot, two taps and dip. Then the celery. Ah, yes, now the chips. All dipped in creamy, hell of a good dip. Mmm, delicious. Yes, it worked! Get the dip made with real milk and cream that wins every time. Not just good, hell of a good.
2: Today on the cast the NBA's Orlando bubble may do a decent job of keeping out the Rona, but what about the young, horny alpha males inside? Saving money by cord cutting as a sports fan. How's that going? Big increases for YouTube TV. Mr. X joins me from his parents' home in Maine, where he's still waiting for his season ticket money from the Nats. Your daily kickstarter of Uncensored Me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! Oh, ho, ho, ho. Here we go! Wednesday, July 1, two thousand and twenty. Thank you for joining me and thank you for downloading. We've made it to halftime of 2020 and the score is let's see. 2020 42 the world 3. We're going to need to make some serious halftime adjustments and make a hell of a rally for the final 6 months. I'm I'd like to say I'm confident we can do it. I wouldn't say confident though. I'm hopeful. We can do it. See, right now, it's not like we're going to... We just got in the locker room. I think at least speaking for America. We're in the locker room. It's 42-3, to and we have players at each other's throats right now. Even though the actual pandemic is winding down in terms of what matters, deaths, hospitalizations, etc., the hysteria, and the madness is on an exponential growth curve right now. It's it's something. I'll tell you that much. We'll leave all that talk to the end where you can just safely turn off the podcast and say, I don't want to hear this. I don't like it when you say that. It'll be at the end. And you'll know. And you can say I'm done and just safely put it aside. In the meantime, Stephen A. Smith brings up a good point. Yeah, I said it. Yeah, I said it, Stephen A. Smith. Thank God for Stephen A. Smith in times like this when he's the only guy who can bring up such funny and I think salient points without fear of being canceled or called a racist. Thank God for Stephen A. Smith. Yes, he is a caricature of himself at times. But this was Stephen A. Smith on ESPN talking about what he sees as the biggest potential bubble trouble in Orlando
0: here's the reason you gotta be worried I wanted to hold off on saying this y'all but I can't hold it no more
2: <laughs> do Molly Kirum, Do we
0: really think Max that Kellerman our, uh, the Jay recreational Williams. activities are uh, what these guys are accustomed to are going to be compromised for three months I mean somebody's got to say it Somebody's got to say, you really, really think that people are going to be without their wives or their woman? Okay? I mean, the, the guys that are married without their wives, the guys that ain't married without their women. You really, really think they honor in a bubble for three months <laughs> and are going to the... somebody got to tell the truth. Stephen A., so they set, set up, to up ping-pong tournament. There's lots of fun, fun activities scheduled. Hey, listen, after a month, I just said forget three months... They're going to struggle with three weeks. Why do you think they won in Vegas? Can we stop? Can we stop?
1: The issue
0: right now is that you in Orlando for the first month, you got to, you got to be alone. Stephen A., How I'm are they the going to rec- do, I'm smuggling rec-
3: w- women in birthday cakes? How do you think
0: they're getting them in there? <laughs> hey, 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 listen. Birthday hey, cakes. I'm not ruling out hey. anything, Max. Anything's possible. Hey Max, I mean, look, they, they let's find just call it what it is. Let's just call it what it tunnel, is. I mean, somebody got to under the truth, bubble. man. Somebody got to listen. listen.
2: Under the not, no, 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 no,
0: I'm not. <laughs>
2: please don't get me wrong.
0: I, I, I would never, I would never do that. I'm not implying that anything's <laughs> salacious. I mean, I, like I said, if you're married, I'm talking outrageous, about outrageous, egregious. If you're single, I'm talking about your girl. I'm only the only point that I'm trying to make here is you asking dudes to go weeks. Weeks? No. Without? And I'm saying, and I'm just saying, <laughs>
2: Molly, Kirib- Hey, Molly,
0: challenge. you
2: God bless Stephen A. Smith. Funny and appropriate, and he's the only guy that can bring it up. My question is: So you got you're single, you're not married, but you got a girl. She's your primary girl, but you got secondary girl. You got third, tertiary, tertiary. You got other girls. Primary girl, you tell her, hey, baby, you got to sit out a month. I'm going to miss you for a month, but then it can come down to the bubble. Come on in the bubble with me and let's let's ride. Let's ride to an NBA title together in the bubble in Orlando. What if primary girl's like, yeah, that nah, doesn't sound like my thing. I don't like that. I'm out. And then NBA player says, all right, I'm going to call Mary. And so he calls, so Susan, primary girl number one, says no to the bubble, and then Susan gets the call. Next thing you know, Mary finds out about Susan, and she's on the phone. She's blowing up her man's, you know, text window. Bup, 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 bup. What the hell's this? And now the NBA players be like, hey, look, baby. You said you didn't want to come down here, but I got needs. We're in here for the long haul. We're in for, for three months here. I I... I. You said no, I got other girls. We're not married. Yeah, we're a thing. We're, you know, we're a primary relationship, but come on. Player then is distracted, he's distressed, he plays like shit, team loses, word comes out. Yeah, yeah, what happened was uh this player for the uh, Rockets, yeah, his primary girl didn't want to come. He went with his third string girl. The other two were really mad. Next thing you know, he couldn't he couldn't think straight, Jerry. He was under siege the whole time. I wonder if somebody's going to complain about Stephen A. Smith implying that these, these young men cannot be professionals, that they are just horny sexual conquistadors, and they can't go a full three weeks without actual sex with a woman. We'll see. I doubt he'll face much blowback, if any. How's cord cutting going, everybody? I'm not mocking you. I'm actually kind of jealous. I don't have the internet to do proper cord cutting. But YouTube TV announced on Tuesday they are increasing the cost of their service by just a little bit. What's that? 30? 30%? I'm sorry. You sounded like you said 30%, which would be a big increase. That's not 5%. It's not 7 It's not 9 It's not 11 It's not 16%. It's 30%. YouTube is going up from $49.99 a month, YouTube TV, to a whopping $64.99 a month. And this is up from their original price when they launched of $34.99. So they've basically doubled in the span of two years. Did you not see this coming, people? And again, you might still say it's still a good deal at $64.99. YouTube TV and their announcement said, we don't take these decisions lightly. Oh, oh, thank you for that. And we realize how hard this is for our members. Yeah, but we're still going to get charged, right? The new price reflects the rising cost of content. Yes, indeed. You read these stories about NBA Strikes New Deal with media partners. Guess what? Get your wallet out. Even though you don't go to the games... You're paying for it. I'm paying for it. By the way, where's our discount? Where's our rebate from all these sports leagues not being on TV as of late? YouTube TV is still the only streaming service that includes a DVR with unlimited space storage, plus six accounts per household with each with its own unique recommendations, and three concurrent streams, all included in the base costs of YouTube TV with no contract and no hidden fees. But with the ability to raise the price at any time since there's no contract. See how that works? YouTube also announced the addition of various new Viacom CBS networks, but only one of which airs Paramount, or only one of which has sports, that's Paramount Network. They have Bellator MMA. There's basically five major streaming services for live TV. YouTube, Hulu, AT&T, Sling, and Fubo. Then you got over-the-top offerings, over-the-top, offerings, standalone things like HBO Max and HBO Go and HBO This and HBO Blue, HBO Light, HBO Classic. I'm just kidding. It's all being streamlined to HBO Max, but that's another $15 a month. You can't cut into your $4.99 a month for the Zabecast. I mean, that's essential, right? Of course it is. I don't know. If it was ever about saving money, that's quickly starting to melt away. And I'm sure a lot of you are like, I'll still never go back to cable. I'll still never go back to TV. I don't blame you. We all would like to be able to say, this is exactly what I need. This is all I want. But you quickly become like Steve Martin in The Jerk as he's trying to collect all his valuable items before leaving his house. All I need is my paddleball game and my remote control, and I need this, and I need that. You need NFL, NFL Network, the cable cha- you need You need the, the four network channels. You need your regional sports nets. You need... Uh, The Golf Channel, you need NHL Network, MLB Network, you need the NFL Network, Red Zone, Sunday Ticket, uh, TNT, TBS, True TV. It's all over the place. It's why I pay the $330 a month to direct TV, and I take it up the (coughs) you-know-what. Because it's my business. It's my business. I'm in the business of watching TV. I'd like to reduce it. I need to reduce it. I could probably reduce it, but eh, it's a write-off, Jerry. You know, write it off. All right, let's try to connect now with Mr. X, who last I checked was in Maine boarding up the parents' summer home, an August tradition or a summer tradition. Of course, it's only July right now. He's up there early. Hello, Mr. X. Hey, Zay. Jeez, I got June 30, but what uh, close enough. <laughs> I was gonna say, I was I thought you thought you were up there boarding up the house, but that's too early for that. I'm I've lost all track of time. I'm on pandemic time. I have no idea what's what these days. Happy July first. It, it all runs together. So what are you doing up there? Just enjoying some time away?
3: If I am going to be secluded, I may as well be here.
2: I thought yeah. I heard that Maine requires visitors to quarantine when entering?
3: Uh, Sort of. (laughs) (laughs) Sort of. I mean, they say that, but it's not like there's a toll booth at the state border. You know, you're supposed to actually, they are trying to keep it out of the state, and if you're up here visiting, you're supposed to be, you know, uh, what do you call it, um, uh, essential things only. But, hey, I'm not near anybody and anything, and uh, we're good.
2: How uh, how would they determine essential? First of all, they don't have the manpower to track everybody, so the quarantine is kind of on the honor system. Exactly. Um And essential, I mean, so many people in the Northeast, New York, Boston, on down to Philly, even D.C., they've got a place up in Maine because it's beautiful in the summer, and they want to go there yeah. and use it, yet they're saying only essential people. I'd be like, yeah, I paid taxes on that place, and fuck yeah, it's essential, I'll be there. But don't worry, I'll well, what, try to keep away from people.
3: Well, you're right. All three days of summer are fabulous <laughs> up here. <laughs> but come also on. I think I think it's more a case of you can be here, but you're only supposed to be out for essential things. Oh. For example, go to the grocery store. You're not supposed to be out at parks and doing, you know, those sort of things. It's not essential people, it's essential service. So Got don't it. come up here and think you're gonna, you know, just go the restaurants and and have fun because they're trying to
2: keep it out that's for sure flit around to bar harbor and go and sightsee and go up to cadillac mountain and bike ride and kayak yep. and all that other if you, stuff
3: <laughs> if you are if you are from away as they call it you are not welcome yeah
2: okay that said yep. you're up there now and the phone connection yep. sounds good so let's go ahead and roll yep. Let's start with your season ticket refund from the Washington Nationals. Can we get an update on that? Wow.
3: Yeah. You know, they, they split it into two things, first of all. You know, if you bought tickets to a game, all you have to do is at that game date request a refund. And you will get it promptly in a couple of billing cycles. <laughs> so,
2: I got Wait a, a bunch of minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. Promptly uh-huh. and in a couple of billing cycles. A billing cycle is a month. <laughs> you got that right. That's not prompt to me. Two to three months is not prompt. Me neither. Okay.
3: Me neither. I'm telling you what they say. Okay. Now, for example, we got a bunch of extra opening day tickets. March, what, 26th? I got that. I got it. I got it. Refunded to my credit card. Yesterday. <laughs> Jesus. 91 days later, I got that prompt refund. Gotta love that.
2: Did you have to harass them for it?
3: I had to submit the stuff in writing back, you know, I don't know, two months ago, and then uh, the reps just say, yeah, building cycle or two or three. But then the worst part is, you know, the season ticket holders. What kills me about this team is, you know, you, you see the announcements in the Washington Post, which just is a chill for that team. And that's announced they have the best refund policy in sports, not really? baseball. Sports, yes. It's such garbage. But anyway, if you want to wait it out and and see, and let them keep your money, which by the way you started paying last September for this year's um, plan. Wow. Oh yeah, of World Series time. And if you decide to let them keep it and through COVID apply it to next year, you get these perks where you get more tickets next year. So if you're afraid to go to games, they, they reward you by giving you more tickets <laughs> to games you don't want to go to. It's, it's kind of like when you skip school and you get suspended for not going to school, right? Right. It doesn't make much sense. Or or like so, in The
2: Simpsons, when, when Homer had the guts to complain to Monty Burns about apples in the vending machine, and Monty Burns yeah. is like, I'll give you more apples, Homer, more in apples. the vending machine. That's yeah. what we're
3: doing. You, want, you don't want to go? You're scared? We'll give you more tickets. But anyway, or you can request a refund of your season tickets if you don't want to go, which my group did. And they're rolling it out in thirds of seasons because in case it's not canceled, we got notified this weekend that they are finally going to begin processing refunds for the first third of the season. Now, do you think they just canceled the March and April and May games? No. So we got nothing. I know. And then I have to talk to my rep about, wait a minute, excuse me, because, you know, we have a bunch of guys that split up the expensive all-you-can-eat-and-drink diamond seats. So the, the ticket price for those things for our four seats is, I don't know, like, like $55,000, right? Mm-hmm. So if they tell me, oh, don't worry. we will process it in thirds, and we'll just refund it to your credit card. Like, I really want a $55,000 credit on my credit card. How am I going to pay back my partners with that?
2: they were going to give you a credit on your credit card kit and how would you unlock the cash from your credit card can they send you cash cash somehow
3: i don't know i've asked please can we do it another way but first of all that first third of the season roughly what 17 18 grand they're starting to process it now we're not going to see this before, you know, the end of this. Who knows when we're going to see this money back. But I'll tell you, one of the options, Dave, like they in their quote, best um, deal in all of sports, is if you let them keep your money, you know, not for just this year, but all the way to next year, you can get these bonus perks like half of the value in merchandise. And I really, my partners didn't want to do this. I wanted to take... Half the value in merchandise, like what twenty-eight thousand dollars in merchandise credit. I wanted to walk into the team store and say, um, "Yeah, give me everything you have in the store." Why? And then be like, "Oh, you can't." Well, and then I'd roll it out onto the street and give it away.
2: Oh, oh! Well, then yeah, you're, just burning, walks by. you're just burning. You're just burning, burning your own money right there. That wouldn't well, but, I mean, stick it to them in fault. any way, shape, or form.
3: Well, I don't think they'd like rolling their whole store out on the street.
2: Oh, <laughs> but I would have done it. Oh. So that, right? So in other words, well, but people would get free stuff, though. I don't know how though. They yeah. wouldn't want it empty, that's for sure. But they might have a whole stock yeah. room in the back. They might have it replenished in ten minutes, for all yeah. you know. Yeah. So, well instead
3: we opted for the refund which is in process okay. still as we speak in July.
2: Okay. I, I have a I have a simple question and I'll just yes. ask it. Why? Why do you and others still do this?
3: Well, good question. Prior to this year, what I would say is I enjoy going to the games in spite of the management. Okay. But this is this is the end for me. This is this, this is it. Last year,
2: this is it. Yes. You're out, and oh, I mean, and- you, you are you are a a real good customer that has bought expensive tickets, multiples of them, goes to a lot of games, loves baseball, loves the team, but you're out. All fifteen years, all fifteen, years. for fifteen years. Oh, and I have- like. There's well, not another 15- one of you yeah. that is in line to replace you. That's what they I don't find. Get that, do they? Great. Yes, I yeah. don't get it. Like. You can do. You can go to games. You can pop in, buy whatever tickets you want on the secondary market, not be on the hook for them, pick only the yep. games you want for a lot less money and no hassles getting your cash back. It's almost as if the team doesn't understand the dynamic at work.
3: They absolutely do not. I've had so many discussions with, the, let's call it, the highest levels of management. They do not understand that. It's crazy they did not get it and I'll tell you I had to go through a lot of excuses to get the refund because they didn't want to do it <laughs> and, I, and they're like because I had this is like last year of this this deal this contract and so they're like they wanted me to do one more year and I said I said no um, we're retiring this summer. This is not in the budget for retirement planning. That's why uh, this is my last year, and I do not want credit next year. I need the refund. It was not easy, and it's still not done. So. Oh, my God. So, by the way, in a, in, a, in a summary, in the beginning of this whole owners, players, typical battle – I was kind of on the ownership side, looking at how unreasonable I thought the players were during the yeah. crisis.
2: I remember that when I, in the van yeah. with your kids, and you were firmly yeah. on owner's side, and I was, I well, was teaming up with your oldest son or your second oldest son, saying, yeah. "No, screw the owners." Right.
3: Well, you know, I kind of looked at the case, and I thought the players were unreasonable. And then I think of things like this, where it's like, "Can I not have my money back?" screw yeah. them. Now I'm not. I'm, okay. like, I've changed tune. I'm like, hey, what logic do you have to say? I mean, they haven't incurred any expenses yet. What logic is there to say, thank you for paying me all this money between September and March. We'll get it back to you sometime.
2: Yeah, that is, that is I mean, nuts right no there. no reason to that. Are, are other teams better? Do you know? Do you know anyone else in other cities? Is this an outlier, or is this how all major league teams do?
3: All teams... Made incentivized offers to say, "Can we keep it?" Yes, <laughs> yeah. But, but there's a difference them-
2: between incentivized offers exactly. and dragging your feet and making it very painful to get the damn money back.
3: No question. That's they all made incentives, which made sense. Nobody likes to refund. But the folks I know in New England, they got their socks tickets back, their money back right away. Oh, they Sox did. Took care of it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know much about. Other teams. I know they all wanted you to let it ride, so to speak, but I mean, this team, you need a crowbar to get $10 out of the learner's wallet. You know that. It's always right. been that way. Right. Yeah.
2: So um I guess that a the, shame. The, it is a shame. All that said, are you excited that the guys are going to report to their teams tomorrow? I mean, it's yeah. happening. You got to be a little bit excited. I'm a little bit excited. It,
3: yeah, it's, you know what, it, it's kind of like it's not going to be a season as we know it, and that's fine, but it's going to be a season light. And actually, this little, if they can play and if they don't keep having, you know,
2: epidemics and teams being shut down and this,
3: a 60 game sprint,
2: I kind of like it. It'll be fun. And you are going to release 60 game over unders. To your subscribers at callmemrx.com correct
3: oh gosh yes yeah yes. we've been hell yes i have i tell you what i mean i had this stuff the subscribers in march it was i was just ready to go to print press with it because i'm a believer in get in early before you lose advantages when all this hit and so from march through mid-june staying on top of all the what if what if what if and you know, all the injuries that are getting healthy during the shutdown. And I have revised and revised my projections like 77 times. (laughs) And now with the, uh, now that it's in place, I'm doing it again this week and I'm hoping it'll be out by July 4th um, for the folks that have been, you know what, Dave, I'll tell you, this is what's cool about your show. Your folks are good guys. And for the most part, I mean, you know, People get a discount on my site if they're a, a premium Zapecast subscriber. Mm-hmm. And these guys, the first thing I did in March was say, hey, what do you want? If you want to hang on and wait this out with me and see if there's a seat, you want your money back now? No problem. I had probably 10 guys ask for refunds. And that's cool.
2: And, and, you, you, know, said, the and you said three billing cycles, and it should be good. Yeah, I wish.
3: One one guy, I was driving home, and I said, "Give me three hours because I won't be home." That was the longest it took me to do refunds. Yeah, out loud three well, hours. Come on.
2: Well, the, all all so, the Zabe Vegas guys that signed up, I gave them their money back right away. I didn't drag why my feet on it. Exactly, exactly. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, and, well,
3: and but most of them stuck it out. And what am I doing again? Now that it's up and available and we know what's coming, we're giving them the same offer. Okay, now that we see what we're dealing with, if you want in, here it comes. If you want out, that's fine too. That's the difference between trying to make a sale versus keep a lifelong customer. Exactly. And people like the Nationals don't get that. And my gosh, they should get that. It's
2: crazy. So if you want uh, Mr. X's abbreviated 60-game sprint season totals, Uh, We can't guarantee them to win at the same rate that his 162s have been winning over 19 documented years with me, but I would still like it better than just about any other prediction. Go to callmemrx.com. You can sign up now.
3: By the way, you don't have to wait as long to win. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's right. Exactly, you don't have to wait as long to win. <laughs> right, the this waiting is...
3: was always firing in March and getting collecting on That was a long time. Now we got a short short
2: spread. Wasn't that go. wasn't that a famous song? The waiting is the hardest part, or something like that. Uh, have you like seen? That. Have you seen how? Um, Major League Baseball still trying to figure out what happens to guys that pop a positive and get put on the special COVID-19 list, whether or not they're going to announce what players they are or just say, yeah, that guy's not available. Aralis Chapman's not available for 14 days, but we're not saying what it what it is and let fans <laughs> figure it out. This seems like the dumbest thing ever that they're going to try to tiptoe around this and not announce positive tests.
3: Well, I think I think the key is it's what do you call it? HIPAA rules and medical no, stuff and
2: I can't no, I can't say that. I don't think it is because yeah. the collective bargaining agreement says that players yeah. waive the right to things like he has a sprained ankle, he's gonna be out for fourteen days, he doesn't need surgery, he's gonna have rehab. All that information that as you know is key for gambling purposes and transparency because you don't want the sharps and the underground and the mafia knowing this stuff about who's in or out due to certain things. You got to be upfront about that. I just don't know how they're not, they're going to park a guy for even seven days. If it's a shortened period of time without admitting that it's a positive test.
3: I still am very suspicious. It's kind of like those independent, independent, uh, evaluations they do for concussions in football, mm-hmm. and the quarterbacks always seem to clear, you know, yeah. but the uh, the other guys don't make it. I-, I still feel like, okay, you know, Max Scherzer's throwing today. Ooh, is that positive? I'm not sure. Let's test him again. I just don't have that.
2: See, that's the thing. Cameron Champ on the PGA Tour tested positive and then hit three negatives in a row in 72 hours, which means they either caught him positive at the last stage of his illness or it was a a false positive. Which can happen, sure. Which absolutely can happen. So it'll be interesting to manage. I think there's going to be teams in all sports that quietly start playing best of sevens on the testing? Yeah. That's, yeah. Or, or, That's... or they may stop testing asymptomatics, and they just say, look, we're not going to risk it. LeBron in the finals could pop an asymptomatic positive, and the Lakers could lose the final. It gets swept by the Bucks in four, in theory.
3: I mean, it's just I in football have the same thing. I guarantee you when Russell Wilson has a little issue on game day, we're going to keep testing until the freaking thing comes out the way we want it. Yeah,
2: Only four guys as of this taping on Tuesday evening have said they're out for the restart, including two nationals, Ryan Zimmerman and Joe Ross. The other one is uh, an Arizona Cardinals pitcher. And then the fourth guy is Ian Desmond, a former Nat. But it doesn't look like there'll be more than single digits of Major League players that are opting out. Does that surprise you?
3: Well, a lot of them are still, quote, evaluating. They've been kind of thinking, you know, I don't think they've all said in. You're right, there's only a few outs, but there's some that are still thinking.
2: I would imagine you you could say you're in, and then it's. I would say you can say you're in, and then at any point you could say you're out, right? If you wanted to, in theory.
3: I, you know, I have this rule I use with Mrs. X, too. Whenever they say you can do this or you can't do that, you can do whatever you want to do, right? Nobody makes you. Nobody comes to your house and makes you go to work to tomorrow, right? Right, right? So when they say, "Oh, if you're in," if I if I say in, and next week change my mind, and they say, "You know, you can't," like watch me,
2: okay?
3: Yeah, watch me. You know, there's no reason they can't.
2: I wonder if there's um, a guy. Wonder if there's a guy who's out, who let's say things improve a bit in thirty or sixty sure. days, says, "I'm now in." Would they? I know. I. Bar Zim or Ross from coming back in September?
3: I think what they said is if you say you're out, you're out. And I just like that's just one more grievance that's coming down the road. (laughs) When the team's making the playoffs and I say, well, you know, the the environment seems like it's safer now. Can I come in? And they'll say no. And you're like, okay, grievance, grievance. Right, You're denying me my right to earn a living. I mean, these guys are going to – this is the difference in this one. And look, it's all being. This is all new ground. Right. But in the past, you got players on one side and owners on the other. This year, the owners are just circled by players in all directions. They're waiting to file grievances for making me play. They'll file grievances for not letting me play. They'll file grievances for you know being too safe. I mean, not safe enough. They're going to get grievances from every direction. Sure. There's no way they can win this thing. But and if- I think it's really the, the most interesting part of all is. You know, it, the grievance was the stumbling block during all this negotiation. It wasn't gains and this and that. It was waiving the right for grievances was key, and they wouldn't do it. That's what took so long. Because what you're going to see is, I mean, you look at things like take the, you know, the Mookie, it's all about service time. Like Mookie bets. Is this my year for the Dodgers and now I'm a free agent? And if they right. only play, you know, a few games? The players can't wait to get service time credit to move on to either free agency or uh, uh arbitration like Juan Soto he needs this year to count so he can get paid sure. even if they don't play i need this to count as service time but then you have guys on the opposite side my best example is like you take a guy like David Price who's in the last year of a contract making 32 million this is the this is it for him it's his last payday he would love to say, you know, I can't play, it's not safe, but I'm willing to play next year for $32 million. Can right. I have it? Can, can I take it next year? Yeah. So they're going to get it from both sides, Yeah,
2: if that makes sense. Yeah, I hear you on that. I, I just feel this. I feel like uh, once they actually start, they're not stopping unless there is something calamitous that happens because that would then create a train wreck of, well, wait a minute. I agreed to play. You then shut it down again. I want all my money, including for the games we didn't finish playing. Then there would be, hey, I want service time. Then I mean, it would be too much, and the financial implications would be huge. Have you seen the financial implications of minor league baseball officially canceling today? They say there's a good dozen or so teams that may go under completely. (sighs)
3: Yeah, they will. Somebody will resurrect them. I think that's the reason they have these the sixty person player pool for these teams, so they can do this last man standing. It's kind of going to be like when they give away a car to the last guy that's still standing there touching it. <laughs> yeah. These teams will just start losing players and players. That's not funny. I don't. Well, start losing. Them. I, hopefully, you start with sixty, so you got enough to play.
2: Well, hopefully, you won't lose them per se. That you know yeah. their yeah. illness that's will be right mild words. and they'll Sorry. recover. <laughs> And then once they they do, then they're kind of bulletproof. And so then, you know, like I'm thinking, so they got no spitting rules and they got no showering rules. But if you're one of 20% of the bigs who have tested positive, you've come through it fine. Shouldn't you be allowed to spit and shower at the park?
3: Well, I know we don't want to do the medical side, but the one thing I know from my medical insiders is they still don't know for sure. That I've forgotten the term about if you have called, immunity you, it, you can't get it. Yeah. they don't yet know if that's true yeah, in this th- case yeah. there's nothing that says you can't multiple get multiple yeah. times yet that's still not known yeah
2: but it's basically so, it's basically known it's basic epidemiology okay. and they've they actually I read a study where in South Korea a couple months ago they're like, oh shit people that have had it are testing positive again they dug deeper they're like no the second time around has been false positives because of mm-hmm. just lingering sort of dead chunks of the virus that were sort of rattling around in people. But whatever. Yeah. Whatever. They'll well, still they'll still make him sure. we'll still make they'll still make him go through the protocol and and everything else like that. Sure. What else what else is on your docket for today besides just baseball?
3: Well, how is I'm curious. How is it that everybody keeps talking about how the NBA had was the first team to get their act together, first league to get their act together way back when and they laid out this great plan <sighs> If yeah, baseball's still starting up before NBA. I know.
2: And the What's NHL. What's them
3: so long? I, they're I, the last ones to come to terms, and yet they're still first one back.
2: I I know. That's the craziest thing. And I proclaim the baseball season dead four different times on the operating table. Yeah. And those who know the game go, nah, this is just how they get deals done. I guess urgency yeah. to claw back that money says, fuck it, we'll report, let's get it going. And they've got teams scattered all around the country and Canada where they're doing their training at their home parks and they're staying in their own homes and they're circulating in the general population. Ain't no bubble with baseball. I don't know. I think the NBA, they're also dealing more than any other league with satisfying the social justice needs of their overwhelmingly black player base because that's a huge thing. Uh,
3: Yeah. Have you seen the Rangers' new ballpark?
2: Looks like a giant tool shed.
3: It, exactly, although I've heard a lot of people saying they were tired of the Astros getting so much attention that they built their park to look like a giant trash can.
2: Oh, zing! <laughs> you know, it's funny, with the with the, with the the roof closed, it looks like shit from the outside. <laughs> but if they crank yeah. the A.C., and I know how freaking hot it gets down there in the middle of summer and how big the bugs are at night, if it keeps the bugs out and keeps it under a million degrees... Who cares what it looks like on the outside?
3: Well, when you spend a billion, can't it look half decent?
2: I suppose. I've you seen renderings think? of it I've seen renderings of it with the roof open that look kind of lovely and cool and new school.
3: Yeah. I guess for one point two billion, I'd like it to look good all the time, but I guess that's too much to ask for my billions.
2: Have you seen the well, new like, have you seen the new uh, football stadiums in LA and Vegas as they approach completion? Yes. They're, looks good they look, they look unbelievable it's a damn shame they'll be probably goddamn empty when the season starts but oh they well just
3: does everything right it, they just that town just doesn't do anything
2: wrong they do it and quick they do too. Works out. they do it right that's they a, do it quick that's the thing yeah. that's what money does that's what hustle does that's what here's how it is by the way uh super 70s sports do you follow them on twitter I sure do. Love Did it. you see they posted a video clip, an old 8 millimeter film clip from Las Vegas from 1976, I believe? And they roll okay. you down the Vegas Strip past the iconic Welcome to Vegas sign. And it is just amazing to see how tiny and small and low profile the whole city is, the Strip is. Yeah, that's cool.
3: Did, well, you can't let me go though without uh, mentioning Cam, can you?
2: Let's do it, Cam to the Patriots. <laughs> what do you think as a as a Patriot fan?
3: I was never a big Cam guy. X two loves him and is always touting about Cam. So, so he's very happy. happy. Oh gosh, yes. But you know, it's just sometimes you just how is it that all these teams, Bears, and everyone and just let the Pats have first pick at the end, you know, to get Cam. How? What are these other guys doing?
2: Well, I understand your thought, but you are trapped like a lot of people in the mindset of fantasy football, that somebody should have picked him up as a blocking move more than anything else. But Cam had a hand No, I this. thought he
3: should start for the Bears. <laughs>
2: well, yeah, the I, Bears. I the block. Right. I'm
3: saying there's a lot of teams that could have upgraded with by picking him. They left him on the table for the last team to come in, the Patriots. How is that? There. There's teams that I mean, there's he he didn't sign for very much money. The rumor was that he wanted big, big money. He signed for nothing,
2: right? Virtually, he signed for Chase Daniels' money. Uh, not even. Apparently, he's making. Yeah. Apparently, both he and Jameis Winston are making less money combined than Chase Daniel, which looks racist as fuck. To be honest. But I, I can't buy into the league being not racist to pick both those guys one slash one to defend Jameis Winston through a groping incident with an Uber driver, a female Uber driver, and to have Cam Newton be one of the faces of the league, marketed up one side and down the other. And then suddenly they're like, no, nah, we're racist. I think they're both high profile enough that they obviously want to start still, but they need to spend a year with a clipboard to kind of climb their way back into the driver's seat.
3: He's going to spend three quarters with a clipboard before he, uh, three quarters of the first game before Stidham gets benched.
2: <laughs> if Come that,
3: on. if that, well, and I don't know. The, did you see he's the first quarterback to not drafted by the Patriots to start since CQS. Scott CQS? Scott CQS was the last non-drafted player to start for the Pats. Wow. At, Q, at QB. Yeah.
2: That's they, interesting.
3: They don't get them from other teams, so this is the first one.
2: I'm just happy and proud of myself that I remembered Scott C. <laughs> you know, for all the shit I forget on a regular basis, there's certain things in my hard drive that I have instant access to.
3: For no rhyme or reason.
2: For no rhyme or reason. Exactly <laughs> right. All right, Mr. X, right. enjoy Maine. When are you coming back to the DMV?
3: Uh, Somewhere between late July and never.
2: Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Keep us posted for Mr. X's shortened baseball season totals. Go to com and sign up. Thank you, bud.
3: All right. See you guys.
2: All right. Let's uh, end on some coronavirus related material. Jeff Castle from Orlando, Florida writes to say, I miss the pre-COVID days of your podcast. Well, before I even get into your first sentence, Jeff, get in fucking line. I do too. He begins by saying, hi, Steed. Good start. Long time one percenter, and I've had the pleasure of exchanging emails with you a couple of times. In recent months, though, I have found large portions of your podcast to be unlistenable due to the hardcore stance on the coronavirus. I would never tell you how to feel about it, and you have every right to feel the way you do. Why it turns me off is that we can get a coronavirus coverage and opinions a hundred other places. The Zabecast is where I used to escape things like this. I don't remember you being this militant about replay, which I'm in total agreement. You don't remember me being this militant about replay? I am. Or did I miss it? I get you're probably frustrated of having no sports and how that affects you doing seven hours of content each day. I am. I'm still listening because I enjoy Andy, Charge, and Jay, but I'm hitting the fast-forward button way more than I want to the rest of the time. Anyhow, that's my two cents for what it's worth. Stay well. Well, I thank you for that, Jeff, and okay. But people who have been saying to me, keep it up, Zabe. I appreciate your take on this because it's one of the few outlets that is cutting straight to the chase in terms of honesty and sensibility and common sense. So please don't ever stop speaking your mind because you're one of the few people that I can say, thank God I'm not the only one screaming about this. Adam Kinnear via email says steed couple of things. One, you've mentioned a Chinese proverb that goes, may you live in interesting times, several times now. To clarify though, it's not a proverb, it's a Chinese curse. So when someone says, may you live in interesting times, they're really giving you a subtle, fuck that guy. Number two, I am married to an epidemiologist. As you can imagine, as a husband, I am normally programmed to be wrong on anything. But now with coronavirus, my wife Plays that card even harder. Regardless of what my opinion is about Corey Covid and his playing ability, she claims that she is the only qualified scout who can assess his impact on the game objectively. Your bit this morning on how epidemiologists was awesome, or how on on how epidemiologists view the world was awesome. Well, it wasn't just my view, it was Dr. Michael Levitt who said, look, to epidemiologists. All they have is a hammer, so everything looks like a nail. They know what they know, and they don't really care about anything else. It was awesome. I can't wait to play it to her tonight and see her reaction. Stay healthy, Adam in Norfolk, Virginia. I'm sure she'll cuss up one, one side and down the other and trash Mike Eleven. say what the fuck does he know, and who is he, and where has he studied epidemiology, blah, blah, blah. The point, though, is... Epidemiology, the study of how viruses form, travel, mutate, spread through a population, has limits. It doesn't address how should societies respond, how aggressive should they be in mitigation efforts, which mitigation efforts, at what political cost, at what economic cost. All of those questions are beyond really the expertise of the epidemiologists. And when the epidemiologists wildly overstate how a virus is going to perform and it causes government officials to overreact and break the trust with the public like Fauci with the mask thing saying, don't wear a mask. And now it's like, oh my God, you got to wear a mask. It breaks, it causes a lot of damage. And now the big battle that is brewing is schools. And you can see it now popping up in more places tick-tock tick-tock we're on july 1st now it it you know this has to be resolved sooner rather than later and there's a lot of unhappy people on a lot of sides and don't underestimate the power of the teachers union oh boy big heavyweight union and they play for keeps and they don't care about using the kids as pawns they don't i say that as the son of a school teacher my dearest mum school teacher and a damn good one at that my sister-in-law school teacher but don't kid yourself the union hardball they're like the baseball union eric essinger i'm sure you've covered this angle zay but what happens when the regular flu season comes are we going to be subject to mask laws every single flu season quite probably quite possibly who the fuck knows that's part of the reason Why many of us are saying this is bullshit. The clip on your podcast of Dr. Michael Levitt was awesome. This has been a political operation from the start, period, end of discussion. On a side note, hearing Dr. Feelgood today made me yearn for days when I was going to hear you mostly talk sports and some stuff. Because I love sports, but even more, I enjoyed your views on the stuff you brought up. While I miss the sports, I'm a big fan of the stuff, and your crew have been amazing in this unprecedented time. However, I can't wait for sports to take the lead. again. I'm with you on that. Amen? That's all I want to talk about in the big scheme of things. I'd prefer it big time. And you'll notice today, I kept the Rona till the end. You're the best, but watch out for Dario. He's pretty damn awesome. Uh, Enjoy America's Day, Eric Essinger. Then there's this one. uh, Defending Fauci. Hey, Steen. Good. I like that. So proud of you working your way through the horrific changes, torturing the industry with iHeart flipping sports and other formats, massive layoffs, losing Solly and all the other crap that we radio files don't even know about. You soldier on. It's delightful listening to you caping up for the causes of your future employers. OAN, Fox, Infowars, EIB or whoever else might want to pick up a radio survivor who can hop formats. I also get a hearty laugh from those who write to you so offended by your newfound calling. Do they know they can fast-forward the pod or change the channel? Like so many of your fans, I'll keep listening wherever you go because we enjoy the me show. And now on to Fauci. No offense, but I'll take the guy with a medical degree over a sports yacker when it comes to medicine. As gotchas go, that one yesterday was pretty weak. Keep on yakking. V. Rudy McMicken. Rudy McMicken. Here's the thing, Rudy, if that's your real name. It's not me versus Fauci. It's Fauci versus his peers. It's Fauci versus other epidemiologists. It's Fauci and how he conducts himself in the public sphere. It's Fauci. Is he really a nonpartisan, straight down the middle, science first guy? Or is he a guy who once wrote an unsolicited email to Hillary Clinton's chief of staff after watching her lie through her teeth about Benghazi on Capitol Hill and praising her, saying, oh, my God, what a performance. I am such an admirer. That's what the comparison is. Fauci versus his peers. It's not versus me. Of course he knows he he shits more out in the bowl about this stuff than I do, but it doesn't mean that we as normal citizens can't observe, synthesize, listen to other experts who are not on the government payroll and what they say, how they say it, and their view of the pandemic and our government and our society's response and say, I think this guy's full of shit. I think he's a fraud. That's what it is. It's not me versus Fauci. It's Fauci versus his peers. Where does he stand in that regard? Then finally, this Maggie Howarth, uh, Meekum Auctions. That's the car people. She said, Zabe, I hopped into my truck the other day that I had loaned to a friend. Your show was on, the one in Milwaukee. The laughter coming through the speakers was Contagious. I left it on for my commute to work. I've now been listening to your show for just a handful of days, and i got to tell you, I'm a fan. Sports used to be my thing. It hasn't been, though, for quite some time. But thanks to you and your team for reeling me back in. The Kawhi Leonard reel literally made me laugh out loud. You guys are great to listen to. Maggie Hallward. Thank you, Maggie. That's what I love to do to be able to entertain even the most casual of sports fans. Come for the box scores, stay for the laughs, and become addicted to the freewheeling, don't-take-ourselves-seriously personalities on all my shows. And that will do it today. Thank you so much for listening and downloading. We know you've got a choice in podcasts. You've got many of them piling up in your phone right now, eating up precious gigabytes. And you might say, do I need all these? And I know you've got a choice. You've got limited time. Which do I go to? Hopefully, you keep pressing the ZabeCast every day and tell a couple of friends. Rate and review. Please Our algorithmic overlords. Tell a couple friends, like I said, and we will keep on growing and doing what we do. Have yourself a great Wednesday. Welcome to July, and we will see you tomorrow.